Okay, good morning everyone. Bruchim <clears throat> Habam to the Koilel Agar de Perka here in Kew Garden Hills, New York. But now we're on Zoom, we're on the phone line. Welcome everyone. Afrelechen Isru Purim Meshulash. So uh, the 72 hours of Purim are over, but we're still in Chodesh Adar. And we now are in arms embrace of the Yomtif of Pesach. Haba Aleinu Letoiva. Now is a uh, good opportunity um, if you want to get a hold of the our humble Sefer on Pesach, Magadarki on Pesach. It's available on the website, rabbidg.com, with free delivery. If anybody wants to participate in upcoming Svarim, there's a Hashem, uh, the next one coming out in English for Art Scroll on the three weeks in Tishabav or on Sefer Bereshis and Lashon HaKodesh, then please let us know. Okay, so Parshas Kisisa. Um, very interestingly, in next week's parsha, Parshas Vayakel, we are given the command of Shabbos. Moshe Rabbeinu gathers the people, and he commands us about Shmiras Shabbos. So it certainly begs the question, because there are a number of places in the Tanakh where Klaiso is commanded on Shabbos in the Aser Sadibrois, and why Davka and Parshas Vayakel in the aftermath of the Cheto Egal. And the Shla Kadosh of Rami Shaya Horowitz, the author of the Shneluchas Habris, he writes in next week's parsha regarding Shabbos. Chazal say anyone who keeps Shabbos properly, even if they serve Avodah Zara like the generation of Enosh, they are forgiven. Shenemar Ashrei Enosh Yaasezois Uben Adam Yachazik Bach Shomer Shabbos Mechaleloi Al Tikri Mechaleloi Ela Macholoi. What is the meaning over here? Why by keeping Shabbos is, does it bring atonement for Avodah Zarah, even if you serve Avodah Zarah like the time of Enosh? So the Rambam writes in Mada, in Hilchas Avodah Zarah, and in the Mar Nebuchim, that Enosh was not a Kaifer. Enosh believed in the Rebani Shalom. He, he acknowledged the creation of the world and the Creator. He just put an intermediary between him and God to serve the intermediary. He says that the servant has some of the greatness of the master. And therefore, the sun, the moon, and the stars that are Meshamshim Lefanov also deserve recognition and honor. And Enosh uh, entered, he brought in an intermediary. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Shabbos. Shabbos is an atonement for that kind of Avodah Zarah, an intermediary. Why? Because Shabbos is ois hi beini uveinechem. Shabbos is the sign between us and God directly, without any go-between. And on that day, God rested and v'nizkov Hashem levadoi v'yoymahu. That reflects on God's unique status and, and oneness. Like the Medrash says, three are made on each other. God, Shabbos, and Israel. Therefore, one who keeps Shabbos, they're moichel him. They're Moichalim. So too, the Ched Ha'egel was not a Kfira in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the Kuzari writes, Chalisa, we're not looking to do away, heaven forbid, with the Rebbein Islam. No, instead, the Chalisa, were looking to have an intermediary. They didn't have much Rabbeinu. So they figured they need some go-between between them and the Rebbein Islam. The reason why they picked a calf, the Kuzari writes, is because they looked at the Kisei HaKavod. And on the Kisei HaKavod, there's an image of a person, but that would be too 
idolatrous. And there's a lion that's not kosher. There's a nesher that's not kosher. The only kosher behema is a calf. So Klal Yisrael felt that was the most appropriate image. But now we understand, Rabbi Yisai, why the, the mitzvah of Shabbos is given in the direct aftermath of the Chet Ha'egal. Because since the Chet Ha'egal was not kefira, it was bringing in an, 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 an emtsai, like enoish. And Shabbos demonstrates that we, we are connected to God directly. Without any emtsai, therefore, Shabbos is like a tikkun for the Chet Ha'egal. That is why in the immediate aftermath of Kisiso, we have the mitzvah of Shabbos in Parshas Vayakel. And uh, again, this is based on the Gemara Shabbos, Kofir Chesam, Rabbi Chiavar Abba, Rabbi Yochanan, anyone who keeps Shabbos, Kahalacha, even if they worship Avodah Zarah, like the generation of Enosh, they are uh, Nimchal. However, it always um, occurred to me, and we have a shir on this on Parshas Kisisa, that not only is Shabbos following the Chedo Egal, but Parshas Kisisa also begins with the mitzvah of Shabbos. V'sham rubene Yisrael es ha-Shabbos. So Shabbos is mentioned in the beginning of uh, Kisisa. So we have like a sandwich. We have Shabbos, the beginning of Kisisa. We have the Egel. And then we have Shabbos in the beginning of Ayakel. It's like a pastrami sandwich. You know, uh, the Egel is literally pastrami. I mean, what do you make pastrami from? Pastrami comes from an Egel. So you have the Egel in the middle. You have uh, Shabbos in the beginning and Shabbos in the end. And the Baal Torah Tamimah, Rabbi Halevi Epstein, the author of the Torah Tamimah, wrote a Sefer and Chumash Tosefes Bracha. And he says that we could point out, look at number three, uh, the juxtaposition on the Shabbos to the Parshas HaEgel, and why Shabbos precedes the Egel. As it is known, that Avodah Zarah is the equivalent of all the mitzvahs and all the Torah. Someone who acknowledges Avodah Zarah, he's uh, denying the whole Torah. The Gemara in Chulun says, Shabbos, on the other hand, is equal, Keneged Kal HaMitzvahs. And we know anyone who keeps Shabbos Kalacha, even if they serve Avodah Zarah, they're forgiven. And we know that not only does God bring Tikkun to an infraction, but Hashem is Makdim, the Refuah to the Makkah. Therefore, um, Hashem was Makdim, Shabbos to the Egel, to show not only a Tikkun in the aftermath of the Egel, but to show a Refuah Koydam the Makkah. So we would like to explore another dimension of how, in fact, is Shabbos a tikkun for the Egel, that it, it is a refuah before the Makkah and after the Makkah. Says the Yushalmi in Shkolem Testament Beis. Uh, this week's Parsha Kisisa has in it the subject of Shkolem. As we know that Shkolem is the... Uh, as we know that the Parsha Shkolem comes from Kisisa, so on the words, Why do we have to give a Machzus HaShekel? Says the Yushalmi, because we sinned midday, Machzus HaYom, so we give a Machzus HaShekel. 
we sinned in the sixth hour. So we give a machtas hashakel, which is the equivalent of six garmasen. Rabbi Yeshua, Be'erab Nechemia, the name of Rabbi Yechem says, we violated the ten dibrois, that each one is worth, we violated ten dibrois, and therefore we give a ten geira. Therefore we give ten geira. Now, so we see that not only is Shabbos a tikkun for the Chet Ha'egel, but the Machzus HaShekel is also some kind of tikkun for the Chet Ha'egel, namely, that we give a Machzus HaShekel because the Jews sin midday, we give six Garmosin because they sinned in the sixth hour, and we give ten Geira because they violated the Aser Sadebrais. Now we come to something very interesting. And it, the Parsha opens up, Kisisa Esroish B'nei Yisrael Efkudehem V'nasinu Huish Koi Fernafshoi L'adoinoi B'fkoi Doisam V'lo Yevohem Negev B'fkoi Doisam Kisisa Esroish B'nei Yisrael It should say when you elevate the heads of Roshay B'nei Yisrael Why Roish? If you lift up the Roish you elevate each letter of Rosh, Rosh Aleph Shin, the Rosh becomes a Shin, the Aleph becomes a Bez, the Shin becomes a Taf, says the Chidushe Harim, it becomes Shabbos. Kisisa, when you lift up Rosh, take the word Rosh, you elevate it, those letters become Shabbos. Very interesting remez of the Chidushe Harim. The Shla Kadosh likewise says, Kisisa es Rosh, this is a remez to the secret of Shabbos, which is the wife and the maid of Klal Yisrael. They're the ben zug, kisisa es roish, ben zug shel roish are the the partner of roish. The partner of roish are the secondary letters of roish, which are Shabbos. In fact, in the Hagois Hatzemach on the pre Chaim, when we say lechadoidi. We say, Kvayr Hashem Aleich Negla, May Roish Mikedem Nesucha. When we say the words, May Roish Mikedem Nesucha, in the Aleph base, the letters after Roish are Shabbos. In Shabbos, the May Roish Mikedem Nesucha, the letters Shin base Taf are elevated. So interesting. We said Shabbos is a ticket for the Egel. Machzis HaShekel is a ticket for the Egel. And in the Machzis HaShekel, there's a remez to Shabbos, Kisisa es Roish B'nei Yisrael. In fact, uh, these Mar Makaimais come from the Sefer Shvilei Pinchas in Tavshinai and Dalet. And uh, the Shvilei Pinchas brings another amazing remez on the words Kisisa es Roish B'nei Yisrael. That refers to Shabbos Kodesh. We give a machzus hashakel. V'nosinu ish koifer nafshir l'Hashem. Zayitinu kol ha'oyvar alapakude machzus hashakel b'shekel ha'kodesh. In the Sefer Chuas Chain of Rav Gedalia Milins, he says on the pasuk, Sheishes yomim yeyasem malacho v'ayem ashvish Shabbos Shabbosoin kodesh l'Hashem. The words Shabbosoin kodesh l'Hashem are Rosh Hashivas shekel. It's a machzus hashekel. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, is makabel our enjoyment, our physical enjoyment, and it's a machzus. It's chazi lachem mechazi lachem. Even from the chazi, which is lachem, Hashem enjoys that. Okay, 
So we see again, Shabbos is a tikkun for the Egel, it precedes the Egel, it follows the Egel. Machsas HaShekel is a tikkun for the Egel. But now we, it is time for a amazing revelation. I can tell Rabbi Ephraim is very excited about this possible revelation. I see him smiling and um, I could see the excitement. So without any further ado, let's get, let's cut right to the chase. And that is this Egel that is haunting the Jewish people for millennia. We always say that uh, it was a calf. It was a shar, like it says in Tehillim. They exchanged their glory, that we exchange God in the image of an ox that eats grass. Comes the Ramami Pano, Rav Menachem Azaria of Pano, one of the great Italian Mikubalim. And he says that it is a mistake to say that the Egel was a cat, was a cow. It was not an ox. It was an animal that was half and half. Says the Ramami Pano in the Maimar Chikar Hadin in Asar Mamaris, Chalak Beis Parakei, Ha'egel Amrolav Agoda, Shemichetsioi Klape Roishoi Hoi Kesav Nashar, that its top half was in the image of an ox, Oichel Esav. Miutuhu Shapiv Yafe Daik Vachel, its top half, its front, was in fact a calf and a cow, an ox. Masha'in Kain, a, a shar eats grass, a chamar eats thorns, like we find in Parak Toilin. But toward its back end, it was a chamar. And these are the two midois of the klipa, Yunus and Yumbarus, the children of Bilam. And they are Klayim, and they cause Klay to say, Ela Elohecha Yisrael. So comes the Ramami Pano, and the Ramami Pano offers an astounding revelation that the Egel was not just a calf, its front side was a calf, its back side was a donkey. Well, unbelievable. Who could have under, who could have revealed such a secret? And interesting, the Tikuna Isaiah brings on the Pasuk. Ah, oh, I knew Rabbi Ephraim was excited. The Tikuna Isaiah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picking on you today. It's uh, it means I like you. Don't worry. So the Tikkun Zayar, um, he brings on the pasuk Loisolin Nevlasai. Do not. It says that if somebody is given capital punishment, do not leave him hanging overnight. Loisolin Nevlasai Al Eitz says the Tikkun Zayar. Ha'Eitz refers to the Jewish people. We are compared to a tree. Don't blame the Choiv. Don't blame the great novella of the Jewish people, the great despicable act of the Jewish people. Don't blame, blame it on, on Klal Yisrael. Choyva da avdu im naval, loite taliyale bi Yisrael. Dekar avdu yas igla, chashiv moshe di Yisrael avdule. When they made the egel, moshe thought we made it. And he, and Hashem said, Velama Hashem yechra abcha biamecha. God, why are you getting angry at your people? Moshe thought the Jewish people made the egel. No. Hashem said, Lech raid, Kishiches Amcha, go down, because your nation is corrupt. Rabbi Maskowitz, sorry, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say a special Dvar Torah today that I'm gonna to stick in, Lakovid Rabbi Israel, that goes like this. Lech raid, Lech raid, this comes from Rav Baruch Frankel to Umim. I just saw this yesterday in the Sefer Marganisa de Rav. It says like this, Lech raid. We have two big letters in the Sefer Torah. We have the big Dalit and Shema. 
Hashem Echad. And we have the big Reish. We have a big Dalid. So we know Hashem Echad, but Chas Vashem, not a Reish, not Acher. And we have a big Reish. Don't bow down to other gods. Chas Vashem, but not Hashem Echad. So, you, so that you don't confuse the Reish and the Dalid, we make those letters big. But in the times of the Egel, Klai Yisrael exchanged the Dalit and the Resh. So Hashem said, Lech, raid, go down. Raid, Rashi says, Migedulascha, go down from the letters Resh, Dalit that you made big. Because you made them big for no reason, because they confused it anyway. Lech, raid, Migedulascha, Rabbi Frankl says. Go down, raid, go down, Migedulascha. From your greatness that you made those letters big, go down from the fact that you enlarged the Reish and the Dad. Anyway, so Moshe Hashem said, No, Shiches Amcha, it's those Erev Rav that you brought out of Mitzrayim that made this Egel. Miyad Noches Vachaza Egel, Diyukna Deshar Vachamar. The Egel was an ox and a donkey. So Moshe said, Manovidlach, Amar Chamar Erev Rav, the Chamar the Erev Rav made. Asher Besar Chamorim Besarim. The Erev Rav made the Chamor because Erev Rav were Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim are compared to donkeys. Shor, Amar Nami, Hachi, Tabas, the Ola Mazel Shor, Bezimne, the Itmar, the Erev Rav. Vayisparku Kolamas Nizme Azov, Isdamnas Taman, Varami, Kula Aaron, Benur, Venofek, Iglo, the Yukna, the Shavah Chamor. So basically, the, the Egel, which was produced by the Erev Rav had the image of a Shar and a Chamar. And now we understand what's... The, okay, so so we have this revelation, the Ramami Pano, it's based on Tikkun Zayar, that the Egel was... Uh, we call it the Egel, but it was a combination of a ox and a donkey. What's the meaning of the ox and the donkey? And uh, who's that? Boaz? No, Reb Tzvi. Reb Tzvi. How you doing? I'm just, everybody's coming out. Out of uh, hibernation. It's March 1st already. Everybody's coming out. Baruch Hashem. How's everybody doing? Okay. So, what is the deeper meaning that that the uh, Egal looked like a Shor and a Chamar? Comes the Arizal. We know the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Yada shor koine hu vachamor, evos be alav, Yisrael o yada ami, hispainan. An ox knows its owner, a donkey, the trough of its master. Says the Arizal, this pasuk, Yada shor koine vachamor, evos be alav, is a reference to what the Erev Rav did in the Midbar. Because the Ego was made out of a shor and a chamar. Klal Yisrael are ami. Of Akalish Baruch. They don't know. They're not misboinain. They didn't realize what the Erev Rav did. They're called Ra'am. Am. Yodashor Koineyo Vachamor Evospialov. The ox knows its owner. The ma- the donkey knows the trough of its master. But Yisrael Loyoda. Kaiso does know. My nation did not contemplate, did not understand what the Erev Rav did. The Erev Rav were the ones responsible for this Egal. And the truth is, this is mentioned in the Medrash Tanchuma. The Medrash Tanchuma says in this week's parasha, Avkach, Kivan Sha'asu Yisosa Egal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was upset. And he says, Moshe Lechrei she says, Amcha. So Moshe says, they're your people. Hashem says, no. They're not my people. Yada Shar Koineo. 
Moshe said to the Egel, who made you? The donkey said, the Erev Rav made me, that you took out of Mitzrayim. It says about the Masha Basachamar Basaram. So Hashem said, Didn't I tell you, Lech Reid Kishis Amcha? Amcha, your nation made it. But Ami Loyasu, it says, You saw Layada, Ami Loyasbainan. And Moshe was Malamid's chus. He says, Al Tashkis Amcha Venachlos Hashapadis of Gadlecha. And he broke the Luchas. Bottom line is that this. Egal, that we always refer to as an Egal, front half was an ox, back half was a donkey. In fact, Marv Rabbi when we give somebody Malkus, the Mishnah says in uh, Makos, Chazan HaKnesses Oimei Alav, Ratsua Biyadai, the Shamish, he stands with a whip, the whip was of an Egal, Koflo Echad he doubled it, he quadrupled it, and besides the two straps, which he became four, he had two straps of a donkey. So Malchus was conducted with with uh, ox straps and donkey straps. Why? My time of Mishum Nikola, I'm Rav Sheshes Mishum Elaz Ben Azar, Minayin L'Ritzush Yishal Egal. Why do we use the the strap of a calf? Dichsev Arbam Yakenu. And juxtaposed, So the reason why we we hit somebody with the strap of an egel is because of the juxtaposition of arboim yakenu and leisachsoim shor bedishai. However, why do we use a donkey? Why do we use a chamar? Says the Gemara, Tana shel chamar kedidarish hahu galila aleid reb Yada shar kaineo v'chamar evus ba'alav Yisrael lo yada. Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why do we? Why do we uh, give somebody malchus um, with a shar and a chamar? First of all, another reason is yada shar kaineo v'chamar evus ba'alav. Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Yavai misha makar evus ba'alav v'yifra mimisha ina makar evus ba'alav. Let the one who recognizes who his master is come and punish the one who does not recognize his master. So we have really two reasons why we use the strap of a shar and a chamar. A shar we use because of the smichos of our bom yakenu to loisachsim shar bedishai. The chamar we use because of yada shar kaineo v'chamar be'evos ba'alav. The truth is we should be able to use that pasuk for using a shar strap and a chamar strap. The Masha even says, why when the Gemara was discussing why we use the strap of an egel, does it not use the Pasuk Yada Shar Koinei of a chamar evos ba'alav? So the Masha is sort of bothered by this question, and he says, well, Legabe the egel, we have a different reason. We have the juxtaposition of but regarding the shar and the chamar, we have this message that we're going to hit you with the shar and the chamar because they know their master and you, my fellow uh, Malk, my, uh, lav violator, you do not recognize your master. But by the way, Rabbeinu Bechaye and the Megala Amukais, they both use the second reason of the Gemara. Of Yada Shor Koineo Vachamar Evos Ba'alav 
to explain why Malchus is given with the strap of a shar and a chamar. But now we come to another great revelation. A Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafnun Tesamabes. The Gemara says, we're going to go back in time to the Garden of Eden, to Paradise, where Adam Arishon, the Gemara says, was Mesubin, he was reclining, Umalachi Asharis and the heavenly angels, Tsoilin Loibasar, they were barbecuing for Adam, Umasanin Loyayin, and they were pouring him wine. So Adam Arishon was Mesav Begad Eden, and he was barbecuing, and he didn't even have to grill. The Malachim did it. But says the Gemara in Sanhedrin number 22, the Tanya of Shumben Menasya Oimer, Chaval al Shemesh Gadol Sha'avad Min Ha'olam. Woe to the great sun in the world, to the great attendant in the world, who is lost from the world. Woe to the great attendant who went lost from the world. She'umale lo neskal al nachash. Had the snake not been cursed, every Jew would have had two snakes, who are good. And one you would send to the north. Which side is the north, by the way? The north is the left side. In Hashkafa, the north is the left because the person is considered facing Mizrach, so his left hand is to the north. And one you would send to the south. To bring you good stones. And precious jewels and diamonds. You would stretch out, stretch out a strap under its tail. You could collect this dung and use it to fertilize your fields. Says the Gemara, Woe to the great attendant that we lost. People used to have, you know, basically a... Uh, a attendant, a shamish, a personal secretary. And you could send one snake to the to the right and one snake to the left. The one to the left goes to the north. The one to the right goes to the south. And he, you don't even have to make a living. They're going to bring the money for you. So the Gemara seems to be saying that before the sin of the Yetz Hadas, not only was the Nachash not an enemy, he was a personal slave. You know, I think most people could use one of those. You know, I'm hungry, you want to get me lunch, you you want to take this to the mailbox, you want to, uh, you know, it could be very handy to have a, two personal attendants. You want to do this carpool for me, you want, you know, a lot of different zachen. Comes the Megala Amukais from Nasanata Shapiro and he asks, what's going on over here? The Gemara starts by talking about one snake, woe to the Shamish that was lost, and then the Gemara says you could have sent one to the right and one to the left. So make up your mind. Is there one snake or are there two snakes? It is known, that which we find in the Gemara Sanhedrin Daf Nun And he quotes this Gemara. He says, he asks on the fourth line, It begins by talking about the snake and it concludes by talking about the snakes. So is there one snake or two snakes? Says Megala Amukah, it's Raza Demila Nirmaz Beside Nachash. 
The secret of the matter is alluded to in the word Nachash. Nachash is misosfisa de Nachash. He comes from the side of the Nachash. And in the Nachash are two evil forces. On the right side is the donkey of the Nachash. That's the Ches. On the left side is the Shin of the Nachash. That's the Shor. So if the Nachash would not have sinned, there would have been two good Nechashim in the Nachash. One is what we call the Chamar, who goes to the right side. The Shin is the Shar, who goes to the left side. And they would serve a person Latoiv. One you would send to the north, to the left, that's the north. And one you would send to the south, that's the east. And they would bring you good things. And had we not sinned with the Ega, um, with the, uh, had we not sinned with the Ched of Adam Arishain, the Nachash has two components, and they both would have been helpful and, and have been of assistance. And these two forces are the Shar and the Chamar. So the Megala Amukais reveals to us that the Nachash is a Rashi Tevash. Nachar stands for Nachash, Chamar, Shar. Snake, donkey, ox. And in the Nachash is a Chamar and a Shar. Amazing. In the snake is a donkey and an ox. Now, this is quite remarkable. Because now we have to try to understand what, are, what exactly is this ox and what is this donkey? What are these forces that are in this, the primordial Nachash? We know the Torah tells us we should not mix the ox and the donkey. If we mix the ox and the donkey, we're over a love. And comes the Megala Amukais in another place. And the Megala Amukais tells us an amazing uh, side. And that is the ox and the donkey are none other than Esav and Yishmael. Esav is the is the ox, the shar. Parim Abirim, the mighty bulls. Yishmael, on the other hand, is the chamar, is the donkey. Say, why are you calling him a donkey? We're not calling him a donkey. The Chumash calls him a donkey. Shavu lachem payim hachamar. Avram Avinu says to Yishmael, Shavu lachem payim hachamar. You and a donkey, you're the same. So Yishmael is called a, a donkey, a chamar, and Esav is called a shar. Now, says the Megala Mukais, if they would ever come together, they would destroy the world. The Gera writes in the Safra the Yusuf, Esav and Yishmael ever came together, they would destroy the world. I mentioned many times that I found in my grandfather's notes, he saw the ox and the donkey come together. He was in Auschwitz, and he saw Eichmann, invite the Mufti from Jerusalem. And they were sitting arm in arm. And Jews would pass before them and they would beat the Jew in a way that they would never be able to procreate. And this is what happens when the Shar and the Chamar get together. What happens? Auschwitz happens. So God makes it, He protects us by causing dissension between the Shar and the Chamar. But the Megala Mukoi says that there are 70 nations of the world. And they are led by Esav, on the left side, he's the Shar. And Yishmael on the right side, he's the Chamar. 
and they lead these two. They lead the nations of the world. They're the two heads of the nations of the world, as the Gros says in Shirashirim. Then, whenever we have the number seventy, there are always two heads. So, seventy Jews went down to Egypt, and you have two heads, Yaakov and Yosef. You have seventy members of Sanhedrin, and you have the Nasi and the Avbezdin. You have seventy names of God, and the two chief names of God are Anivahoi. And you have seventy nations of the world, and they are led by Esav and Yishmael. They are the Koyach of the Nachash. Inherent in the Nachash is Esav and Yishmael. Had the Nachash not sinned, then Esav and Yishmael would have done our bidding. They would have plowed our fields. Uh, um, they would have. They would have harvested our our fields, and they would have been our attendants. But through the sin of the Yitzhadas, Esav and Yishmael were unleashed to the world. And then, when God gave us the Torah, as we're going to see, we were then over, we were, then were able to conquest and overcome the Nachash. And when the Nachash is unleashed, he subdivides into Esav and Yishmael. But when the Torah was given, we were able to overcome the Nachash, and Esav and Yishmael were powerless. The Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos. Let's take a look at number 27. Amrav Yehuda Amrav. Ilmale Shamu Yisrael Shabbos Vishayna. If the Jews would have kept the first Shabbos, Laishalta Bahen Uma, Belasha. No nation and language would have ruled over them. Shanem Ravahiba Yem Ashvi. It was the seventh day. Yatsu Min Ha'am Lilkait. The nation, the Klai Yisrael went together. Uksiv Basrain, it says after Vayavayamalik. So if we would have kept the first Shabbos, we would have been um, in. Invincible, as Mordechai ben David likes to say, just one Shabbos and right, we'll all be free. That's the Medrash. Al Shabbos Now this uh, is worthy of our attention. That seems to indicate that Shabbos helps us overcome the nations of the world. Why is that? How does Shabbos help us overcome? The nations of the world. It says the Gemara and Baba Kama. The Gemara makes uh, an amazing observation. Rava said to Rabba Barmari, How do we know this matter that people say that a bad palm tree likes to hang out with a barren tree? Basically, you ever hear the expression Matsa Min Es Minai? Bad people hang out with bad people. You want to know someone's character? Find out who they're friendly with. Who are their chaverim? They're friends with good people? They're a good person. They're friends with bad people? They're uh, not so great. The Gemara says this principle is mentioned in the Chumash, is repeated in the Navi, is thrice repeated in the Ksuvim. It says in the Torah, Vayelach Esav el Yishmael. Esav went to Yishmael. It's repeated in the Nevi'im, like it says, Vayislaktu. In other words, why did Esau go marry Yishmael's daughter? The answer is bad people find bad people. It's repeated in the Nevi'im. It says, To Yiftach, empty people gathered. It's thrice repeated in the Ksuvim. It says, Kal oif yishkoin uven adam and then the Gemara brings some something really interesting. 
there's a bird called the Zarzir. And Rebbe Lezer says that even though the starling does not exhibit any of the signs of an unkosher animal, it is still not unkosher. Why? It doesn't have any simonim of a behemoth tmea. The answer is, the reason why the zarzir is tameh is because lama halach hazarzir eitzel oirev. Loi lachinam halach zarzir eitzel oirev. It's not for nothing that the zarzir hangs out with the oirev. You know why the zarzir hangs out with the oirev? Because an oirev is treif. And if the zarzir hangs out with the oirev, the zarzir is treif. Even though, friends, we have no indication that a zarzir is treif. It does not have any simani tumah. But Rabbi Lezer is of the opinion that if it hangs out with the raven, then it must be treif. This is the concept. Esav hangs out with Yishmael. The zarzir hangs out with the oirev. Marvra Aboisai says in Megala Amukais and Parshas Vayera. We have 72 nations. 36 on the right side, 36 on the, on the left side. Eilev Arechev, the Eilev Asusim, Eilev on the right, Eilev on the left, and we split them in half. Says the Megala Mukais, that's the reason why we keep Shabbos on the seventh day, but Yishmael goes to the right side, he keeps it on Friday. Esav goes to the left side, he keeps it on Sunday. But we keep them split up. Ela Barechev, the Ela Basusim. As Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, Hamiskadishim Hamitarim Alaganois Achar Achad Batovech. That our Saturday is smack in the middle of the nations of the world. How is that? Comes the Bnei Yisachar and he reveals the secret of the matter. Esav going to Yishmael, the Gemara says, is analogous to the Zarzir going to the Oirev. The gematria of Zarzir is 424. The gematria of Oirev is 278, says the Bnei Sassar. Let me show you inside. Zarzir Oirev is gematria Shabbos. Zarzir is 424. Oirev is 278. They represent the Esau and Yishmael. But Shabbos is their equivalent, is 702. Through Shabbos we overcome Esav and Yishmael. Had Klal Yisrael observed the first Shabbos, nobody would have any Shlita on us. This could be explained based on the Megala Mukais, that we have 36 nations on the right side, 36 on the left, and we are smack in between them to overcome them. That's why they keep, their Saturday is Sunday, theirs is Friday, we are Batovech. The klipa of Esav is the Oirev. The klipa of Yishmael is the Zarzir. When we keep Shabbos, we're mavatel the klipa of Oirev and Zarzir, which are the heads of the Umayis HaOilam. And once Esav and Yishmael fall, the rest of them come tumbling down. It is suggested in the Sefer Shvilei Pinchas that Alpi Kabbalah, Kiddush has 70 words, 35 words in Vayichulu, 35 words in the body of Kiddush, that's why the Arizal says, don't say, ki hu yoyim just say t'chila. Um, that's why the Arizal takes out cer- uh, certain words of the Kiddush that we don't say. Um, however, the minog of most people is to say those words. But the Arizal wants the, the number of words in Kiddush to be precise, and therefore he says to take out the words, ki hu uh, yoyim, but rather go just t'chila mekroi kodesh. 
So there's 70 words in Kiddush. What is the significance of that? Furthermore, Tikkune Zayar says, you should add to the Kiddush. What should you add to the Kiddush? Savri Maranan. Why do we add Savri Maranan to the Kiddush? Because to make it 72 words. Why do we want to make it 72 words? Because Shabbos is Mavatel, the Umais Ha'ilam. El Male Shamu Yisrael Shabbos Vishayna Loi Shalta Aleinu Kaluma Velashayn. So therefore, to indicate that, to signify that, the Kiddush is precisely 70 words plus Savri Maranan. Ayyadeh the Kayach of Shabbos. Shabbos is Mavatel, the Umais Ha'ilam. Shabbos is Mavatel, the nations of the world. Now, this may give us insight into the makeup and the composition of the Egal. Let's think for a moment. Originally, there was one Nachash, and that Nachash had two components, the Shor and the Chamar. Lera, I mean, excuse me, Latoiv. When we sinned with the Nachash about the Eitz Hadas, those two forces were unleashed, Lera. When God gave us the Torah, then we overcame the sin of the Eitz Hadas. Paska Zuamasan, the sin of the Eitz Hadas, the sin of the Nachash, was terminated, ceased. We expunged the Zuama, the spiritual grime, injected and inserted into the world through the Nachash. And that is why the, the Nachash brings death to the world. But when God gave us the Torah on, on Har Sinai, Hashem said, Ani omarti Elohim atem uvnei elyon kolachem. You are, you are divine. You will live forever. Charus The, the Nachash went out of business. Oh, the Nachash went out of business. The Shar and the Chamar, they go out of business. However, with the Ched Ho'egel, we reawaken the Yetz Hadas. With the Ched Ho'egel, we reawaken the Yetz Hadas. If we reawaken the Yetz Hadas, we reawaken the Nachash. If we reawaken the Nachash, what is the Nachash? The Nachash is the Chamar and the Shar. That's why the Egel was the embodiment of the Shar and the Chamar, the embodiment of uh, Yishmael and Esav. That is the sin of the Egel. Yis- the the Medrash tells us that because of the Ched Egel, Klal Yisrael are subject to Shibud Malchios. Why are we subject to Shibud Malchios? Because of the Ched Egel, Because the Egel is literally the embodiment of the Shar and the Chamar, Lara. So therefore it brought Shibud Malchios to the world. So this gives us a, um, a deeper insight into the imagery and the form and the tsura of the Egel. The Egel was nothing more than the Nachash being unleashed again as it was unleashed when, uh, when we sinned with the Eitz Hadas. It was rectified at Matan Torah, but then it was reawakened with the sin of the Egel. And the Egel is literally what the Nachash became by the sin of the Eitz Hadas, namely a Shar V'chamar, representing Esav and Yishmael. And that is why, through the sin of the Egel, that brought Shibud Malchios to the world. Ah! But now we understand, on a deeper level, why the Egel is sandwiched between Shabbos in the beginning and Shabbos in the end. Because Shabbos is Gematria 702. And Zarzir is... Yishmael, 428, 424. 
and Oirev is Esav, 278. Shabbos is Mavatel Esav Yishmael. If Shabbos is Mavatel Esav Yishmael, Shabbos is Mavatel the Egel. And therefore the Yiman Shem sandwiches the Egel, Shabbos in the beginning, Visham Ravnei Esav Shabbos. Shabbos in the end, Parshas Vayakel, in order to give us a Rafua before the Makkah and a Tikkun after the Makkah, because Al Yedei Shabbos, El Moli, Shomru, Yisrael, Shabbos, Rishayna, Loi Sholta, Bahen Uma, Velashon, Shenemra, Vahiba, Yemashvi, Yatsum, and Aam, Lilkite. So here we have a, a beautiful setup where the Yvon Shalom, he prepares the Rufuah before we come to the Makkah of the Egal, and he and uh, he prepares the Tikkun after the Egal. That through the Kayach of Shabbos, we're Mavato, the Klippa of the Zarzer, the Klippa of the Oirev, and we're Zoicha, She'ein Uma, Velashain, Sholet Espanu. Okay, Marva Abaisai, wishing everyone an amazing day. Please join us today at 4.30 for the Igaris Ramban, and 9.15 this evening is Mesech Divamas Daf Membez. Wishing everyone a great day.